From Hollywood, the clock stars Kathy and Elliot Lewis, the airwaves' most distinguished acting couple, and is produced and directed by radio's master of the art of suspense, William Spear. Sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. From the 42nd Bank and Trust Company, where Jane Evans used to work, you can hear the clock atop Amy Simple McPherson's Angelus Temple. the morning after I became engaged to Harold. I got to the bank a little early that morning, hoping I'd be able to see him for a minute before we opened for business. And sure enough, Harold was just hanging up his hat and coat when I came in the door. You see, I'm one of the junior tellers at the main branch here in town. Or rather, I was. And Harold is assistant manager. That's how we met. So this morning, I didn't stop at my own cage, but went right on through the gate and walked up quietly behind Harold. Hello, darling. What? Why, Mr. Osborne, don't you remember me? I'm the girl. Jane, please. Good morning, Mr. Osborne. Oh, uh, good morning, Johnson. Good morning, Miss Evans. Uh, <clears throat> Miss Evans, would you step into my office for a moment? Uh, why, certainly. Jane, really, you mustn't. I mean, I... What? I didn't do anything. I just But suppose said I... someone had overheard. Don't you see? Well, you... what if they had? They'll know about it in a day or two anyway. But that's just the point, my dear. They mustn't. They mustn't? But we're going to tell our friends, aren't we? Jane, I thought every... you understood all that. You know how the bank frowns on office romances. After we're married, it'll be different. But, Harold, but what... this is different. We're engaged. Nevertheless, my dear, the policy of the bank is stupid. Oh, says. fooey on the policy of the bank. This is our business. But, Jane, the bank is my career. And I'm only thinking of... Of the bank. And I'm thinking of our life together. Jane, please be practical. In my position here, I simply must live up to the standards that the bank The bank, the bank, the bank, the bank. Sometimes I wish I could meet somebody, just somebody who hated banks. It wasn't a very good way to start off an engagement. Or even to start off a day's work, for that matter. I went back to my cage, feeling miserable. And I got out my cash for the day, including the little package of 25 $1,000 bills that a client of ours always called for on Friday. We never asked why. That isn't the bank's business. And I unlocked my cash drawer and put the money away. Then it was 10 o'clock, and I opened my window for business. There weren't many people in the bank yet, but at my window, there were two men. Good morning. Good morning. Can I help you? Yeah. This is a stick-up. A stick-up? Just take it easy and do what we tell you, and you won't get hurt. But my friend here's got a gun under that newspaper he's carrying. Yeah, gun. And I'd love to use it, sister. Oh, what, what do you want me to do? Here's a paper bag. Fill it up. Yes. All right. And don't forget those 25 G notes that George Oliver calls for every Friday. The, the, the what? Don't stall. We know all about him. That's one reason we're here. Don't make any funny moves, sister, because if you do, it's... Titans. I'd often wondered what I'd do if this ever happened. But now I couldn't even think. As I fumbled with the money, I looked at the two men. One of them was about 35, dark hair... Square jaw, hard blue eyes. The other, the one with the gun, was a nervous, evil-looking boy, about 21. I knew that they meant everything they said. 
I glanced sideways for just a minute towards Harold's office. And as luck would have it, he was just coming out the door. And he must have seen that something was wrong because he started right over to my come window. Come on, come on, it's just a slap in the oh, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. The paper only, never mind the change. That's right. Who's that coming over here? That, that's Mr. Osborne, the, the manager. All right. Just don't try to make any bright conversation. I'll do the talking. Yeah. Uh, is there uh, anything I can do here, Miss Evans? Yes. Just stand right where you are and keep quiet. What? Harold, it's Don't look so hurried. You've heard of banks being held up before, haven't you? Oh. Uh, Come on, miss. Hand it over. We haven't got all day. Here. Here, here you are. Thanks. We ought to take her along, Don't Frank. be crazy. Come on. We ought to take no, her. No, no. You, you can't do that. Miss Evans is, is one of my most trusted employees. And I'm his fiance. Oh, you are, Jane. Yeah? Now, I know we're going to take her along. You're a fool, Sonny. Yeah. Well, Harold, you don't think I'm so dumb, do you, Harold? Because you know what happens to your girlfriend if you set the cops on us? No. Yeah. Curtains. Come on, come on, come on. Don't do anything, Harold. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Why? Why would I tell a couple of bandits who came in to hold up the bank that I was engaged to Harold? Particularly when Harold was the manager of the bank. Oh, it was crazy. But there were a lot of crazy things I did that day that I didn't understand myself until later. Naturally, when I told them that, they took me along as a hostage. Well, the next thing I knew, I was sitting in the front seat of a big blue car beside the one called Frank, and the other one called Sonny. They tied a blindfold over my eyes. Once we drove in somewhere, and for 15 or 20 minutes, there was a lot of banging and clattering around the car. Then we drove on. At first, I was too frightened to even breathe. And then I began to get angry. Just, what do you think you're going to do with me? Tell you the truth, I haven't quite made up my mind. Yeah? Well, I have. Shut up, Sonny. Look, I, I demand that at least you take this silly blindfold off. Oh, no, we couldn't do that, baby. And you might see how we'd strip this car down just now and change the hood and the fenders. Shut and up, place Sonny. It. You talk too much. What's the difference? She ain't going to be around. Said, shut up. What's the matter? You getting soft? No. But a bank wraps enough without having some trigger-happy punk of a kid. You better not talk to me that way. I'll talk to you any way I want to. Watch out the back of cops. Huh? Cops? You don't think the little lady's boyfriend is going to... I wouldn't want to bet too much on it. With you, Miss Evans? I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that at least Harold isn't a, a cowardly, bullying... <laughs> I'm sure Harold is the Harold. perfect gentleman. I got a hunch he's also the perfect banker. I don't know what you're talking about. You just don't want to admit what I'm talking about. Which is that in spite of anything that might happen to you, Harold will turn us in. And have me... He wouldn't. No? Maybe we can check on that. I'll turn on the radio. What's that going to prove? Short wave. Uh, you see... All the latest equipment for bank robbers, sweetheart. That's us. R-17-17. Disturbance at 8th and Pico. Disturbance at 8th and Pico. See motel proprietor. 1-7. Roger. Well. All units. Attention, all units. Uh-huh. Two unidentified men wanted for holding up a main right. branch of 42nd Bank and Trust Company and kidnapping woman How in Caucasian. Last seen wearing light blue dress, black shoes. He's he done it. Hair, 
He's done it, Frank. See what I mean, Miss Evans? Well, well, it, it was his duty. Why shouldn't he? Nothing. No reason at all. Just a question of who rates the most of the guy, I guess. His boss or his woman? All right. All right, he asked for it. I told him what I'd do. What? What, what are you going to do? Well, Miss Evans, I think we'll drive up this little side road here and let you out. Who? Shouldn't have any trouble hitching a ride back. If you do, just try what Claudette Colbert did in that picture. Huh? Remember? You kidding? You heard what they said. It was nothing but excess baggage anyway. Now she's just another way they can identify us. Yeah, all right, but that don't mean we let the guy get away with it. I told him what I'd do to her if he squawked, and I'm going. You're going to do what I tell you. Yeah? Oh, if I'd known you were so yellow. And what was that you said, Sonny? All right, Frank, but I'm not going to... Cops! They're turning in here. Give me a gun, Sonny. Get down on the floor under that blanket. I'll plug him, Frank. Give me that gun and get down on the floor. You're nuts. Don't get us, Frank. I know what I'm doing. You do what I tell you. That's right. And keep covered up and keep quiet. Take off the blindfold, Miss Evans. Look here, if you now think you're that gonna I'm... you're going to kiss me, and you better make it good. What? Because this gun's going to be right in your ribs. All right, now. I'm going to do more. It... <clears throat> oh. oh, you kind of startled me, officer. What are you doing here? Well, if you must know, I'm getting engaged. Is there anything wrong with that? Let me see your license. We haven't got the license yet. Your driver's license. Oh, sure. Uh, what's the matter? Just let me see your license. Yeah. Here, here you are. You looking for somebody? Uh, there's a couple of guys who held up a bank, kidnapped a girl. Is that right? Young lady got any identification? Well, Go I... Go on, I... tell him, honey. You see, we left town in sort of a hurry. You might call it a sort of elopement. Sort of elopement, huh? Yes. Well, I guess you're all right. But you know you shouldn't be parking in here in the broad daylight like this. Oh, yeah, but you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, sure, I know how it is. Sure. Wait a minute. All right, you can come up for air now, Sonny. They're leaving. You sure? Yeah. Well, Miss Evans, I'm afraid that under the circumstances, you'll have to put up with our company a little longer. That wasn't as bad as all that, was it? Well, was it? Tell it. <laughs> she slaps him right in the puss. Does, does that answer your question? Yeah. I guess it does. That was crazy, too. Here I was, my life completely in this big ape's hands. And I had to slap his face. I knew I'd made him angry, and what was even more dangerous, I'd hurt his pride. But there was nothing to do about it now. For a long time, we just drove along, and nobody said anything. We were crossing a stretch of desert heading towards a mountain range. We just passed through a little town. I saw the car pull out of a side road as we flashed by, but neither of the two men did. And all of a sudden, my mind began to race, thinking that maybe now was coming my chance to escape, wondering what I could do. Then my blood ran cold again. The way they were talking. We still heading for the same place, Frank? Yeah. The mountain place? That's right. What about Miss Spitfire here? I'll take care of that when the time comes. She knows too much. That's right. See, if I thought you was getting soft, Frank, What would you do? You know what we gotta do, don't you? Yeah. 
Well, we're not right out here in the open desert. That's a cinch. The mountains? Yeah. Maybe the mountains. Maybe. There better not be no... Hey, cops again. Look, right behind us. Yeah. Those others must have got the thick of things over. In the middle of the desert and no one in sight for miles. What are you talking about? I'm talking about this. Sonny! I've been waiting to do this all day. Hey, you're crazy. We get them before they get us, that's all. They're shooting back. They know they got a fight in the hands now. That's all, boy. Shoot at their tires, you hear? Okay. They hit us. And that's not supposed to happen the way you saw it in the movies, huh? You. Me? Yeah, you. Get down. Down on the floor. What are you going to do? There's only one thing to do now. Drive like... At first, I wasn't afraid at all. It was even a little exciting. I kept thinking that maybe in just a few minutes I was going to be rescued and wondering what Harold would say. And at the same time, feeling the exhilaration of being in a race and wanting my side to win. Of course, that was crazy, too. Suddenly, the car took a sickening lurch. I scrambled up onto the seat again. We were out of the desert now, climbing a long, winding hill that twisted up towards the mountains. The police car was falling behind, but it was still following us. We hit another curve. I looked down. For just a minute, there seemed to be no road under my side of the car at all. Only a sheer drop down to a canyon filled with huge boulders. A hundred feet below. We hit the other side of the curve and straightened out. And I was frightened now, all right. I was weak. And I was sick from fear. I told you to stay down on the floor. I can't. Frank, look out, please. Get your hand towards that wheel. You're going to kill me. I know what I'm doing. Stop it. Please, Frank, stop. Stop. Please. It might be all right for you, lady, but it wouldn't be so good for me. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Oh, take it easy, kid. Close your eyes like you're doing the roller coaster. You'll be all right. Oh, Frank. will be killed. What do you think I'm running for instead of fighting just so nobody will be killed? Not even cops. Frank, look out. Keep away from that wheel, I told you. Look out. Keep away. Frank. I hate please. to do this. But... I saw his fist rush up towards the point of my jaw, and that was all. When I woke up, it was mid-afternoon, and I was lying on a bed in a bare little room of what was obviously a mountain cabin. Through the one window, all I could see was the jumble of rocks and boulders piled up against the mountainside. And I felt my chin. It was sore. There was a little bruise on it. But aside from that, I seemed to be all in one piece. Then suddenly I heard voices. They were coming from the next room through the crack of the door left an inch or two ajar. So I crept over. I listened. Now don't worry, I'll handle it. Okay. Frank? Sure. Now go on down into town and get some grub like I told you. Okay, Frank. You sure you don't No. Get going. Okay, Frank. I stood there by the door frozen with fear. I didn't need to hear any more to know what they'd been talking about. For a second, I thought of escape, and I looked wildly over towards the window. It was too late. The door was already swinging open. Oh. Been listening, huh? Yes. How do you feel? All right. Well, glad to see you're up and around. Why? Because it's against your principles to kill women who are unconscious? (laughs) 
There's a path down the backside of the mountain that leads into the main highway. It's four or five miles long and pretty rugged, but you ought to be able to make it before dark if you hurry. Oh. Does that answer your question? Yes, I... I guess it does. Why don't you better get going? How, how do you know because that? Because you're I... going to promise me not to. Aren't you? Yes. All you have to say is that I slugged you. That's all you remember until you woke up by the side of the road. We'll be out of here and over the border by morning anyway. What about Sonny? I can handle Sonny. I guess I do owe you something after all. Me? What? My life. I play strictly for me. I just don't want that punk kid with his movie idea of cops and robbers to be hanging a murder rap on us, that's all. You're... You're a strange man to be a... A crook. Listen, there are just two kinds of guys in the world. Right guys and wrong guys. And the wrong kind can be the usual bum with a gun in his hand. Or he can be a pillar of society that sits all day behind a big shiny desk. He can be kind to his mother and nice to little kids. Have a lot of fancy excuses and reasons he gives himself. Or just no reasons at all, like me. But a wrong guy is still a wrong guy. He's no good. Well, uh, thanks, anyway. Oh, you better get going now. By the way, uh, sorry I hit you. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I guess I had it coming. And I'm sorry I let you get into this mess in the first place. But... But what? That kiss... I meant that. Did you? Yeah. Frank. So did I. Jane. Frank. Got a little trail this here after all. Yeah. I saw him down ahead of me on the turn of the road. I just had time to turn around and get back. Uh, you still got the dame, huh? Yeah. I was hoping you hadn't done nothing yet. She's about the only ace we got left for him. Take the south window. I'll take the west one. Yeah. I'll try to go knocking them off. It'll only make it worse. Just keep them covered so they can't rush us. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I can get a clean shot at You'll do what I tell you. <laughs> can you see them? Yeah. Get it down behind the big rocks. And that's as far as they can get. That's as far as they could get even if they had an army. Until it gets dark. Frank, we could turn the car lights on them. Now they'd only shoot them out. We can hold them. Frank, we got enough ammunition you here. can't hold eat them. ammunition. Maybe they can't get up, but we can't get down either. We can't stay here forever. They'll never take me alive. They'll never take me oh, alive. Oh, stop it, will you? Gun. Try using your head for a change. Yeah. Frank, what could it be? I don't know. The boys seem to have stopped the artillery barrage, too. Don't answer. Don't answer it. Are you kidding? What's the difference? You don't think we're going to kid anybody? We're not home, do you? Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's here. Sure she's all right. Frank, who is it? It's your boyfriend, Harold. Harold? He came with the cops. He's on the Forest Ranger's emergency call box just down the road. Let me talk to him. Worried about him? No, no, it isn't that, but let me talk to him. Sure, go ahead. Harold? Yes. Yes, so am I. No. No, nothing like that. They've been quite all right. 
Yes, of course they are. No, there's nothing to prevent them from killing me anytime they want to. Listen, Harold, all you care about is getting the money back and... and me, isn't it? Yes, I know. All right, wait a minute. Frank, you said you were near the border. How long would it take you to get there? A couple of hours. One would put us in the clear. Would you give him back the money? And me? Will the cops go for a deal like that? They've got to. Harold? Well, what's getting dark got to do with it? Of course you can't storm the place and expect to find me alive. Now, listen, Harold. Harold, they'll give back the money. Yes, I'll bring it down myself, but... But you've got to give them one hour start. But you can just say they rescued me and the money, but, but, but the men got away. No, Harold, nothing like that. You've got to promise me, Harold, on your word of honor, your solemn word of honor. All right. They'll do it. Okay. Are you nuts? It's our only chance. Harold? All right. Yes, I'm coming down. Now. But if she goes... She's going. The dough's still in the paper bag. It's on the table. Frank, I... Get going. Goodbye. Goodbye. Harold, just so you don't have an idea you're getting away with anything, I think you're a dirty liar. I hardly heard and didn't even think about it. I was so relieved and still so bewildered by everything running down the hill with the paper bag of money clutched in my hand. And then I saw Harold crouching behind a rock. And then some policemen. And then I was around the bend, and they were all running up to me, and I just threw myself into Harold's arms. Jane, Jane, <laughs> Jane. Oh, Jane. Yeah. Oh, are you all right? <laughs> I'm all right, Harold. Here's the money. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes, it's all here. All right, officer. Okay, Chuck, let him go. Come, my dear. Harold. Harold, what? Tear gas. Tear gas. It's quite harmless, really. But, Harold, tell him. Tell him what we promised. I'm afraid it's out of our hands now, my dear. Harold, you promised you gave me your word of honor. Of course I did. You but knew. I don't... You knew all the time you planned to do this. Stop that. Stop it. Please, my dear, you're on the wrong. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I tried to run back, but they held me. I couldn't help it. It seemed hours, but it was only minutes, I suppose. The tear gas bombs exploding around the cabin, crashing through the windows as they got the range. And then something white fluttered from the door, and they came out. The boy first with his hands in the air, and, and then Frank, stumbling towards us like blind men and coughing. Those terrible racking coughs that seemed to be tearing him to pieces. I didn't know. I swear to you, I didn't know. I know. I did know. I knew before you left. Oh, why did you let me? I wouldn't have gone if I'd known. Because he's just the kind that would have stormed the place. Maybe I couldn't have handled Sonny. Frank, Frank, I'll help you. I'll do everything I possibly can, anything. Skip it. Just take some advice, will you? Next time. Next time, be sure it's a right guy.
funny. It's like he said. People can be honest and dishonest in so many different ways. Well, I... I got to the bank early the next morning, too. Harold was already there waiting for me. Hello, darling. Hello. I'm so glad you're here early. There's some things I wanted to talk over with you. <laughs> you know, you're quite the heroine now. Am I? Oh, yes. And you know, darling, I've been thinking... Perhaps I was a little too conscientious yesterday. Uh, about our marriage, I mean. I think perhaps you were right after all. We ought to tell them. Harold, about our marriage... Yes? There isn't going to be any marriage. Isn't going to be any? I found out something about a girl getting married, Harold. Marriage is something you do second. Do second? Yes. First, you find a right guy. <laughs> From Hollywood, the clock is produced and directed by William Spear and stars Kathy and Elliot Lewis. This evening's play was written by Robert Richards. Basil Adlam is our musical director. Next week, same time, listen again to... The Clock. You might be telephoned to name the new mystery melody for fabulous jackpot prizes. Be sure to hear it on Stop the Music tonight over this ABC station.